family. What's up, y'all? Got Josh again. And Sam. And this is Loving in the Dark. So, as we mentioned in our trailer, if you've seen it, I hope you've seen it. You better have seen it. <laughs> better have. If you haven't, go back and watch it. <laughs> yeah, basically, you know, we're going to be going over our journey, telling our story about our life, eventually getting to the point of where we went through some things with separation, divorce, um, there was some remarriage in there. But I mean, in order for you to understand where we're going, where we are, you gotta know where we came from. So we figured we'd take this first uh, video, this first official video to talk about us, kind of- Episode one. Episode one. <laughs> kind of uh, how we met. Uh, a little bit about our backgrounds, things like that. Um, some of you know us, some of you don't. Uh, but either way, we'll treat this the same and just kind of keep it open, keep it light, keep it informal. Um, yeah. So, um, kind of start off with, I guess, a little about me. So, I grew up as a, a preacher's kid. I grew up in uh, the church, basically. I was one of those kids that... You know, you go into church almost every day of the week, kind of the cliche stereotypes of, you know, Monday, Sunday night, I mean, Sunday service and Sunday night service, and Monday, something going on, and Tuesday night prayer, and Wednesday, midweek service, and you might have something going on Thursday, whether you're preparing for the service on Sunday or not. Then Friday, you got something going on with the youth to make us feel included. Then Saturday, you can potentially get a day off, but pretty much going to church, you know, all the time. And um, the epitome of you are the church. Yeah, literally. You were the church. I was the church. I was the church. But seriously, um, you know, growing up with that kind of, it helped to place the, the seeds in my life, which established my relationship with God and helped me learn the importance of God um, just overall in my life. And, you know, I was never a perfect person by any means at any point in my life, but um, it helped to keep me rooted, you know, as I started to live my life and go through things in high school and college and it, um, you know, helped bring, bring things full circle, which ultimately uh, kind of helped me paint the picture of how I went in my relationship, uh, relationship with my parents. And, you know, my parents were married for, I think about 22 years before they um, got divorced and that for me was kind of something where I was like, eh, I got to make this a goal in my life to never experience that with my family. I never want to put my family through that. I never want to put my kids through that. And I kind of lived my life um, based on that aspect. And, you know, every relationship that I had, I kind of treated it with the aspect of, can I see this being a marriage? Can I not? You know, I probably got clown when I was younger, I know, because I'm talking like when I was like elementary school, middle school, you know, when it really didn't matter. <laughs> and I'm seriously like, hmm. Yeah, I don't think this is going to work for marriage, so... <laughs> 12 years old. 12 years old, you know. <laughs> I'm like writing contracts, stuff. Nah, but I took everything seriously because, I, I mean, I truly believe that, you know, um, the courtship, I mean, is is for marriage, the end result for marriage. If, it's, if that's not the point for me, you know, I feel like it's a waste of time. You know, some people... They love the the chase and the hunt for their entire life, and if that's true, if that's you, then that's cool. But for me, that's not how I've ever viewed relationships, and um, yeah, that's a little bit so about. So that's me. where we are definitely um, alike, and 
growing up, you know, we both were rooted in the church. Um, we did not go to church as much as they went to church, but we did go to church um, and we did go to church a lot. Um, so just knowing that we um, shared that likeness, that we knew who God was um, and we were taught from an early age um, how important marriage was, how important it was, you know, from a biblical standpoint um, and how important it was for us to kind of put our own spin on what we wanted it to look like for, you know, for us and our family. Um, I knew at a young age that I wanted to be married. Um, I don't really think that there's many women out there that just goes around, you know, as teenagers or even young adults saying, I don't want to be married. Um, especially if they haven't experienced a whole lot of different relationships, they don't really have anything to base it off of. So, you know, they typically will start with the fairy tale picture um, and use that as their reasons for wanting to be married. Um, so when it comes to, you know, our background, um, we share that, that similar um, aspect of knowing who God was and what marriage meant um, to God first. Um, now, of course, he mentioned, you know, his parents had gotten divorced. Um, I think we both experienced um, watching marriages, you know, whether it was our own parents or just people that we knew, um, different relationships that we saw, um, whether it was either on TV or, you know, in personal, personal lives, we were able to take those pictures um, and decide what we did and what we didn't want to carry on with us. Mm -hmm. and, and I think that's ultimately important. You know, anybody I... I talked to um, really throughout most of my life. Um, many people that do know me know that um, not necessarily by choice, but I have been one to want to motivate and inspire others for as long as I can remember. And it's always been something that's been important to me when I talk to people about just relationships and family, because I'm so passionate about relationships and family, um, is knowing and defining what your household looks like for you knowing what your marriage will look like for you, what your relationship will look like um, for you before you even get in one. Because, I mean, once you've gotten into one, it's it's already too late. And I mean, not too late from the aspect of, oh, you're locked up, there's nothing you can do. But I mean, from the aspect of setting kind of the tone, having the conversation um, with yourself before anybody else to say, hey, listen, these are my deal breakers. This is what I, um, I can tolerate. These are things I, I can't tolerate. These are my deal breakers and these are things that I'm willing to say, okay, well, you know, I'm not changing my character or changing my personality to be accepting of these things. That's cool. Um, and a lot of people, you know, don't do those things, aren't as open and candid with those early conversations. And that's where down the road, it's like, wait a minute, you know, I thought I was marrying this person. And the other person's like, well, I never said I was this person. You just assumed I was this person. So it's important to get all those crucial conversations out early you know, and knowing what it is that you want um, in a spouse, whether you're planning on getting married, you know, next week, next month, or, you know, years way down the line, it's something that, that you want to know um, and that you want to know about the person that you're seeking. So um, kind of saying all that, fast forward a little bit, the important parts, um, how we met. 
So there's a little uh, <laughs> bias a little to that. It's a little you, but we'll see. You believe one thing, I believe we'll, one thing. We'll, we'll see. We'll see, we'll see where see. we land. <laughs> <laughs> so um, when we first met, we actually first met. We had a class together, anatomy and physiology. Tell them where, at, Tell them where. At the illustrious <laughs> Winston-Salem State University. Uh, yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> and we had class together, but, you know, she wasn't really paying me no attention. I think she had a boyfriend at the time or something. I had I a did. girlfriend. So you did. It was nothing more than that. I mean, we were classmates, and it was like, hey, I know you guys see you on the yard. Hey, what's going on? How you doing? You know, kind of from afar, very informal. And, uh, yeah, so from there we knew each other, but never sparked any interest, desire, had any conversations, um, to that degree. But, uh, skip forward a little bit. Um, yeah, man, I remember, I remember being at my boy Sean's house. He was living in Winston at the time. This was after graduation. And for me, cause I'm a little older, just a little bit. And <laughs> I remember, um, having a little Facebook conversation. I, you know, started talking to her and asking what she was doing. She was at work. And, um, yeah, I might probably put like a little flirting or something. Nothing like heavy or anything like that. Yes, we are. Yeah, you know. Hold on, I'll put my business out there like that now. <laughs> little tidbits. You know, we laying it, we laying it all out. <laughs> so he definitely oohed and ah and hey, sweetie, and hey, sweetheart, me. Um, got kind of me on in there. That's how you gotta do, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but that did, I, I would agree that that did um, spark the flame, so to speak. Um, like you, you know, like you mentioned, we did know who each other was um, just by being um, on campus. You know, going to the same school, having class together. Um, I think one thing, you know, that was unique was that we were both from Charlotte and that was something that happened on campus. You know, you kind of gravitate to those that were from your city, um, whether you knew them before those college days or not. Um, so that Facebook conversation, um, you know, kind of lit, lit the match a little bit. Um, and I don't, I don't really think that I knew exactly where this, I don't think either of us knew where it was going. Um, I don't think there was really any intent for it to go any further than, you know, just some flirting. You know, it wasn't like, oh, let's right away. Let's, you know, let's go out. Let's do this. Let's do that. Um, but just that casual conversation, um, acknowledging each other, like, you know, like you do. <laughs> yeah, because I remember I remember I got the phone number that it was a night. Don't judge me. Late night messaging. Anyway. And I was at work. Like he said, I was at work because I worked third shift. But she was entertaining the conversation. Either way. I had some lunch breaks and <laughs> Dinner. What do you mean lunch? <laughs> um But I did get the phone number that, that that night. But the interesting thing is, you know, even from our conversations and having a phone number, I think I had a phone number for months and it took another meeting and conversations about phone numbers again before we even talked on the phone um i remember it's crazy i remember we were at, it was a dub car show in charlotte 
And um, you remember that? This is the part that I don't remember. He you always me on Come this on. part every single time. I remember the Dove car shows. I she know remember. that I used to go to them. Um, but I just don't remember seeing him there. But he says we we connected. Anyways, <laughs> we connected at the Dove car show. And I remember once again, matter of fact, we still didn't talk on the phone then. I remember conversing with her. We kind of talked a little bit just about where we were in our lives. And it was like, hey, you know, we got to talk sometime. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. We still didn't talk. It was months after that. So we we <laughs> we emphasized these things um, just to, to put it out there that it was never a um, love at first sight, so to speak. You know, it wasn't like we immediately locked eyes and just was head over heels um to the point where it, as soon as we met and talked it just went up from there um it did take several different occasions um for that that match mm -hmm. to stay lit so yeah and even with that too it's important because i mean we all see these fairy tale movies and these shows and this like what's the show people watching now that start with a B? Bridgerton. Bridgerton, whatever. We don't know. We don't and everybody else, we don't watch it yet, but I hear people who went on over these like love type shows and things like that. And it's like some people get this fixation in their mind that oh love at first sight and all and one true love and and throw that stuff to the side. I'm just be honest with you. Love <laughs> Don't throw it to the side. Not it's completely. True for some. Not completely. Not it can't. It. it can be true. It can be. It true. can be yes, true. But it can. my point is, love overall ultimately is a choice. You know, even when people cho uh, make a decision to fall out of love with someone, it's not like some magical thing that just disappears just as easily as it magically appeared for you. It doesn't just fall off. You make people make a decision to say, "Hey, listen." For whatever reason, you know, whatever situation, scenario, and I'm not talking on the grand scheme of, oh, somebody got abused, somebody got raped, things like that. But what I'm saying is um, my desires have changed. I got older and I'm like, yeah, I just fell out of love with you. That, absolutely not true. What, you, what happened was your priorities changed. And, you know, people kind of change, they change what's important to them. And when that person becomes less important in other things or other people in their life becomes more important then the hierarchy kind of, you know, that person that is your spouse does this and everything else in your life does this. So at that point in time, that's where the love kind of diminishes and goes off. But it, ultimately it's based on a choice. Um, and like you said, kind of given all this background, like she said, because a lot of people that knew our story early on, it just seemed like it happened kind of quickly. And I'll get to that in a minute. But it seemed like it was just like and then we were getting married. But, you know, a lot of people didn't see the buildup or even know about the buildup because, I mean, it, it really wasn't important at the time. Um, but uh, back to the back to the, yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. So we're, we're past the Dove Car Show now. So we had a Dove Car Show. I talked about talking again. We didn't have a conversation on the phone and it wasn't until I had my um, my job at a nightclub here. Uh, Don't be ashamed. No, I ain't ashamed. I was working at 935 and um, yeah, it was an interesting time. It was a little part-time job. At security. At security. 
And I know, right? Security. Anyway, don't judge me. Um, and this particular night, um, it's crazy. And some of it kind of seems a little fairy tale-ish because just how it flowed. Um, at the time, typically I was working on the front. I was working the front line, you know, patting people down, holding the line, things like that. But this particular night, for whatever reason, um, I was I was manning the VIP. You know, if you've been a nine through five, you know, you go walk in past the coat room you go in to the right side yet anyway it's not important <laughs> so i was on a vip um and which rarely happened and for whatever reason i, I it was time for me to get a break so i was do, doing rounds and walking around and happened to walk around the front of the club and see her and one of her best friends like walking away and i'm like wait a minute hold up you know feel like i got some pool or something let me talk to them and see what's going on and um they were trying to charge too much at the door and I talked to my doorman, I was like, hey, listen, these are my people. And um, I remember her coming in, you know. And so, of course, anybody standing in line at a club and someone on staff recognizes you, yeah, you definitely gonna be like, yes, I know you, what's up? So, so you're saying you embellished? Nah, I mean, like, I, you know, Whoa, I used that moment to my advantage to get on through that line. Now I have to pay. <laughs> so she got in the door and this is where stuff gets a little hazy because I mean she claimed she was watching me during the night and stuff like that I don't believe that anyways <laughs> I do we, we did have a conversation and was like you know listen we've had, we've been talking about conversing for a while you know maybe we should just maybe we should hang out and um, I can't remember I think it was on a Friday night and she had to work uh, the next day or something like that. So it was like the following weekend that we actually, uh, we actually did finally connect and had our first date at Cheddar's. <laughs> In the university area. Yeah, this was before. We won't go there anymore. Nah. However, mm -mm. it was, it was new. Mm -hmm. It was a spot. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's where we went. That's where we went. Um, then we went to the boardwalk, walked on the lake. And uh, had our first so that's kiss. What, that's what you weren't supposed to tell me. I wasn't supposed to tell that part. Not that part. Oh, ain't you calling you no fluke. You ain't gonna tell nobody else. Though. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this is what I was gonna say. <laughs> that I was trying to say that that's what you know, that's what young adults did um, back then, 2009. Um, <laughs> You know, you don't really hear of young adults now saying, oh, we went out to a nice restaurant and or to a casual restaurant because right. Cheddar's ain't nice. But. <laughs> Home <laughs> stuff. Uh, and then, um, you know, going to spend time at the boardwalk. Um, so. But yeah, and um, the part, I mean, where it starts to kind of sound crazy, like I knew at that moment, like something kind of hit there and... I'm not going to call it love at first sight, but I call it kind of God let me know, hey, there's something here. This was definitely um, one of those moments where I, I keep referring to the match lighting. Um, so, you know, as a match, you light it and sometimes the smoke just, I mean, the flame just immediately disappears and you light it again and the flame disappears. Um, and that's what happened. All those other encounters that we had. Um, 
but it was that night at the club. And yeah, you know, it was a little bit of the, um, that initial, okay, he got me into the club kind of feel. Um, but the, the night at the club was a different night um, than the usual because it was a fight night. They were yeah. playing a pay-per-view fight. Um, so it wasn't a lot of dancing going on. It was a lot of people, you know, just lay back, relaxing. Um, and he acts like I was not staring at him, but I vividly remember um, because if I didn't vividly remember, I don't think any of the rest would have happened. Um, but watching him, um, watching his demeanor and his actions, and um, because I was there for the fight, but I probably really didn't know what was really going on. Um, let's just be honest. So, of course, I was, you know, scoping him out. Um, and I wasn't mixing and mingling with all these other guys there because nobody was really dancing. It was just a real chill, laid back night. Um, so that opportunity was definitely there for me to just kind of scoop out things that I like to do. Um, so from that moment, that's where the, the match stayed lit. Um, and you know, yes, we did have our first kiss on our first date. Um, but all the events after that um, confirmed that it was okay, that that kiss was okay. Absolutely. And it's, um, it's interesting because after that first date, like, this was kind of a time where I was... This I was had, in September. September. Of 2009. 2009. Yeah. And from that first date, like, I was kind of at a point in my life where before we... We had our first date where I said, you know what, God, like, I've been looking for so long. I've been looking pretty much for my entire life, you know, kind of cutting out some fun in my life, chasing after a wife. And I was like, I'm not doing that anymore. Like, if you send somebody my way, you send them my way. But I'm just going to enjoy being single for a minute. And this was kind of like in the epitome of me enjoying, like, just being by myself. You know, so God kind of brought me to this point. I might have done some things that God didn't agree with, but in the midst of, of, of all of it, you know, just the understanding and that kind of peace that I started to have of just being by myself, being, you know, it, it just being me and my relationship with God, I was like, I still wanted to be married. I still wanted a wife, but I wasn't chasing it like I, like I had been doing and I was enjoying it and uh, enjoying being single. And once we had this, this first date, like, you know, I had a um, couple friends that I was, uh, you know, conversing with and phone conversations and, and such. And um, <laughs> I call, I remember calling those people and, and saying, hey, listen, you know what? We, you know, we can't, we can't converse no more. You know, I'm giving you the G-rated version basically with everything. It's not important. Anyway, say, hey, you know, we, we can't kick it no more. You know, this is kind of what I'm doing and move forward. And before Sam and I had even had a conversation of us being a couple, you know, being boyfriend and girlfriend or putting any titles on anything, I I felt the reassurance through this. I felt so much um, kind of just discernment saying, hey, this is what you need. Like, this is a component of your life. This is someone that you're moving forward with. And not knowing anything other than trusting the process 
like I made that decision and um, I can say I don't, you know, I don't, I don't regret that decision. And um, we, go ahead. I was just going to um, add in that this is where we were a little different um, when it comes to where we were in life. Um, you know, as he mentioned before, like, this is something that he's kind of been after, you know, for years upon years, this is what he knew. Um, for me, not so much. I didn't, I knew that I wanted to be married. I knew that, of course, I wanted to be married to um, a really good man. And at that point in my life, which I had just graduated from college um, that year, you know, a couple months prior um, to that, I was not at that point in my life where um, I was seeking a relationship that I was determined to be married with that person. Um, I was still in the dating to have fun kind of feel. I guess you, I guess I could say that. Um, not necessarily dating. I, I dated with purpose, but I wasn't necessarily intentional with like checking off these boxes to see if this person was, you know, husband worthy. Okay. You're not. So let's stop dating. It wasn't really, you know, I'm gonna give you a little bit more time. Um, and so like Josh was, you know, casually talking to his friends um, so was I. I. I was, you know, in that same space, not in a necessarily committed, solid, you know, relationship. Um, so it wasn't hard to cut those ties. Um, even though I didn't go in with the in intent that, okay, well, let's, we're going to talk about marriage, like from first day um so things were a little bit different because headspace i don't think that i was at the same level as he was um initially it you know it took us dating and um watching god do his thing honestly um to get that revelation you know to know that this was the relationship that was making everything else irrelevant. Yeah. And, um, yeah, the crazy thing is, uh, there's several crazy things, but <laughs> I keep saying oh, that, <laughs> but, um, we, we started dating, um, consistently after this date. Um, I can't remember quite consistent. I don't think it was every day, but it was, Often. It was often. <laughs> it was maybe every few days or something like that. It was it was pretty often. To the point where um I'm pretty sure I think I had already met your family in the midst of all that before we decided to make anything kind of official between us. Mm -hmm. Um not not really on the aspect of hey, this is Josh and my boyfriend because we, we hadn't defined anything at this point, but it was I don't know what she told what she told them, honestly. But um, I, I was. You might have, we might have to have an episode with might them. Might have an episode with them on there, <laughs> just to see. Nah, no, we're not gonna do that. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, um, 
it, it didn't take quite that long. I mean, it was about a month's time between there um, because it was um, it was in October. Um, we both remember October 16th <laughs> when we decided, you know, that we would make things official. And I remember, you know, having a conversation with her and I said, listen, you know, not verbatim because that was a little while ago. But <laughs> pretty much I was like, listen, like, I'm not trying to do the whole boyfriend girlfriend thing because that sounds like it sounds child like child's play to me like i want you to be my lady you know and with that you know in the back of my mind i'm still thinking that hey this pursuit like i have my entire life is to make this person my wife you know and you know if any inclination would have would have come up in between that then you know i definitely would have had a conversation say hey listen you know stuff's just not working out but you know, God just kept revealing things as I constantly prayed. And even even before uh, we started dating and then once we made things official, if anything, it just made the praying even more because I I was having conversations with God saying, hey, listen, this is what I want in a wife. And basically, I'm trusting you to do it. You know, I'm not looking because at this point, I didn't know all the attributes that Sam had. I know that I enjoyed her company and um, I know that she was a good person, you know, from what I understood. But, you know, God just constantly kept reassuring me um, that this was the decision I was making. Um, even when I encountered people that knew her, kind of like mutual friends that we had that we didn't even know um, were mutual friends. Um, you know, kind of vouched for her character, which was like, oh, wow, like, this is legit. You know, a couple life-changing um, events happened kind of early on that we were able to be a part of, uh, kind of together. Um, I can't remember if this was when we were engaged or before, but uh, my grandfather had had passed. Uh, she was able to meet him before he passed, and that was huge to me. Um, you know, Sam had a, a cousin that had passed uh, very young, and, you know, that was a, a tough time, you know, for her, the family. And, you know, being able to be there during those moments and basically allowing God to use us to be those uh, those comforts. Um, during those times, I think that kind of helped to just to see, hey, look, like, I got your back, you know, and it wasn't something that was forced. It was just something we did naturally because we both enjoyed each other's company so much and it felt so natural. Um, so it didn't feel like, you know, I ever had to put on a mask or not be myself, whether it be around her or her family. Like, I love her family. Like, her family's always accepted me as a part of their family, as a son, you know, um, and I mean, that aspect has never changed, so. And it, it definitely um, was mutual. Um, you know, God was revealing himself to me through Josh um, on many, 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 many different, you know, circumstances and times. Um, it, it definitely brought me closer to God by watching this kind of unfold in my, you know, um, in my life because um, I wasn't far but I wasn't as close to God as I needed to be um, and so Josh being himself um, you know he said it felt natural and it definitely was very natural um, him being who he was um, and allowing God to kind of be in charge um you know he did a lot of 
the praying and, and talking to God about our relationship in the beginning. Um, and it took me a couple months to get to that, to that level. Um, because I, I, I wasn't there initially, but I needed, I saw the things that were happening and, um, and it opened my eyes to, you know, to be able to discern. Um, and I had been through some crazy relationships and encounters, um, with guys prior to that. Um, so it was, I felt like it was the first time, um, that I was experiencing how a woman should be treated. Um, and you know, I knew I, well, from society, you know, what people say you are should, you know, people teach you and things like that, um, on what a man should do and things like that. Um, I don't think that I can truly say that I experienced that prior to, um, Josh. So it was very eye-opening, um, and it brought me closer to God. And I think I appreciated that way more than, you know, anything because I was able to pray more and I was able to see things happen and make me pray harder. Um, so yeah. yeah i it's it's just been it's been a a very it's been an enjoyable ride it's been an interesting ride and you know uh, like i mentioned earlier a lot of kind of the um the initiation of our relationship you know the pieces kind of happened seemingly fast um you know, we're talking from our first date, September, October, we're kind of solidifying things. Hey, I want to be committed to you. And, you know, from after that point, um, it seemed maybe, I don't know, even months or so after that, I'd say maybe at least two months. I didn't have a lot of time to play with him. You'll see what I, what I mean in a minute. But um, kind of started having those conversations early because I, you know, I kind of had this idea of what I wanted in a... Um, and a wife, what I wanted in a marriage relationship. And the more that I started to see these things kind of unfold, the more that I started to see, um, you know, Sam's just genuine nature. And I mean, I just kind of, I just kind of cleared the elephant in the room and I was like, Hey, like, what are your thoughts on, on marriage, you know, and opened it up about, you know, how, how would you, how do you feel about us? You know, and it, it seemed a little, I guess, premature to kind of ask that question. But I mean, it's okay to ask those questions in relationships. I think sometimes people get nervous to ask that because they don't want to chase the person away. But if God has somebody for you, then there's no question that you're going to ask that person is going to chase them away. If anything, oh, good. And no, I'm just going to jump in and add, and there's no timetable to it. Um, if you feel a certain way from the very beginning and you know what you've experienced in the past prior to that person. Um, so you can tell, you can tell a lot about a person in those first couple months of, you know, being with them. Um, they, they will reveal themselves quickly. And so 
people get hung up on these timetables and feel like, oh, we have to date for six months or we have to talk for six months and then we can move into being exclusive. There's, there's no rule book to say that you have this timeline um, to be on. Now, on the flip side of that, you, I mean, this might be for another episode, but <laughs> don't be foolish and be on that timeline for five years trying to still figure out that person. Right. Um, but we'll save that. <laughs> but yeah, um, pretty much, you know, it's, it's okay, like I said, to, to ask those questions. And anybody that respects you and respects your heart is going to be able to be open and answering those questions. Now, depending how deep of questions you're asking, when you start getting personal and therapeutic, <laughs> then some of those questions might be a little too deep. You know, I mean, like therapy session, like questions that a therapist would ask. Some of those questions might be too deep to where that person may not be comfortable to open at that specific moment. But when we're talking general questions that are important for the scope of a relationship and longevity in a relationship, um, you know, such as questions about children, you know, marriage, uh, you know, even religion. Uh, I mean, even maybe where you want to live, how you want to live, all those things are important. You know, you would be baffled if you, you know, if we tallied up the amount of people that um, even got into marriages before ever, or even let's say engaged, because from my, my personal opinions, by the time you've gotten engaged, that's already too late to start having conversations about children. Those conversations need to happen earlier in the relationship because, I mean, at this point in time, you've invested time, you've invested money. If you went out and bought a ring, you might already start planning for a wedding. And now all of a sudden you're pressing these brakes abruptly because like, wait a minute, you don't want to have kids? It's like, why did you not ask that question? Why did you not feel comfortable to ask that question? Um, and there's no question that you can ask, you know, from day one to day whatever, you know, five years from then that will make a person that is meant to stay with you on the basis of God. There's no question that's going to run that person away. Um, so ask your questions um, because they're going to be important. And for us, because we were so open um, earlier on, I knew exactly what it was that she wanted. I knew she wanted to be married. And um, I kind of, I waited a little bit because I felt like I already knew that Sam was going to be my wife. Um, I would say pretty much I knew from December. So we started dating in September. October made it official. From December, I had already made up in my mind, but I was kind of waiting it out a little bit. I was like, hey, okay, I don't want to rush this thing. You know, I was still seeking God, still praying. Hey, God, let me, let me know. You know, and I remember- You want to scare me away. I didn't want to scare away. I didn't want to scare away. <laughs> but I, I do remember kind of one of the specific- um, things I was praying for was like, hey God, you know, if this is if this is in your will, then basically you're gonna you're gonna make these things happen. And at that point in time, you know, I wasn't anywhere near being wealthy. If anything, I was, you know, brother just out here trying to make it. You know, I was a uh, I think it was a manager at Lowe's at the time, and I wasn't making a whole lot of money. And even thinking about you know engagement rings and kind of stressing all of that, I was like, God, you gotta make this happen because I don't I don't know where it's gonna come from. I don't understand it. And um, moving from December to uh, February, and you know that's where I felt like, hey, it's February time, 26? February twenty sixth. 
it's time. And um, yeah. A good old normal day. Good old normal day. Yeah, I remember <laughs> walking around with that ring in my pocket all day. I mean, y'all, we had been out <laughs> and about all day long at the bank. Running errands. Like, I don't know how he did, how he stayed sane throughout that day with that ring in his pocket. And I don't know how my nosy self didn't even realize that the ring was even in his pocket. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. It was, it was tough, but, um. You know, I remember from that, and I almost revealed it earlier. I remember we were in the elevator somewhere downtown. I think we were printing a birth certificate. Something, doing something. And random. And um, I remember telling her I was going to take her to Olive Garden. I can't remember if it was something we planned we were going to Olive Garden or if I just sprung it. But um, we went to Olive Garden. And, uh, you know, I kind of briefed the waiter, you know. Not that they were in on it, but it's just kind of that thing that once again you see on movies, you're like, you're I gotta get everybody involved. Like, look, that's what I'm about to and do. And I missed that. You know, I totally missed that. <laughs> you were at the restroom. Oh, that's why. Mm-hmm. Yep. And um, yep. I remember. I mean, I was nerves crazy. I'm palms sweaty, knees weak, arms are heavy. Wait, that's even there. Sorry. <laughs> I was nervous, um, but I knew this was this was right. You know, I wasn't nervous because I had doubts. I was just nervous because, you know, just this grand gesture something i've been basically waiting on for so long to even get to this next step and i remember i started breaking out don't ask me to sing but i started breaking out in uh jagged edge let's get married and by the time i had gotten to the end of the uh the chorus i was down on my knee with the ring out and um yeah all i know is we forgot about them breadsticks and the little andy's mints <laughs> I don't remember much of the day after that. Um, no, nope, but... not even. <laughs> I remember just sitting there looking like, what is happening right now? Like, am I like, dreaming? Or like, why are you singing, first of all? And then, okay, now your voice is shaking. And wait, what are you doing getting on the ground? Okay, oh, this is what's happening. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was... It was beautiful. Um, what I enjoyed the most was that it was not, um, it was genuine and it was not this grand ordeal, you know, not knocking anybody's proposal by any means, um, but the genuineness that was put into it um, meant more than anything, you know, People probably will hear, oh my God, he proposed at Olive Garden. Like, it didn't matter. We could have been at Wendy's. Um, and it still would have been just as important and uh, meaningful to me. Um, because it was genuine. And it was pure. And um, I could see his heart on the table versus, you know, being at some big extravagant event um, and thinking like how much money did he put into this or like, you know, thinking of all those other things that are distractions um, when you really think about it. So um, it was 
surreal moment and you know like he I don't remember anything else after that either I do remember um that I was so shocked they were like do you want dessert and I was like no I don't I just want my ring let's go like can we get Jack and can I go tell people now and they was like are you sure you don't want dessert because they wanted to write the cute little message on it so um even things like that that didn't you know, it would, looking back on it, it would have been a cute picture to have, but, um, that, that type of thing just, it, it didn't go anywhere with me. Um, I was, I had what I needed at that, you know, at that moment. Um, and it was rocking and rolling since then. Yeah. And yeah, like, I don't even think we, we wasted a beat. Like, I think the the, the planning phase, the wedding planning happened kind of almost immediate. <laughs> it seemed like, um, I mean, as far as like knowing, hey, what what date do we want, and you know what colors and things. And I, I mean, I was I was involved probably more than most guys out there, just because when I tell you, marriage has been on my brain for a long time. I've been dreaming about marriage since I was in preschool, which and that's just the earliest I can remember. So. Yeah, <laughs> so this was kind of a, it was a big deal to me, and... And we wonder why our son talks about his wife now. <laughs> Five-year-old, right? <laughs> but um, but even with that, um, kind of wrap this episode here, too, in a minute, but um, even with that, you know, understanding that, you know, weddings, a lot of times when you hear about weddings, you only see the, the one side of it, and it's, oh, the wedding, and it's all about the the wife and the woman and it's not really about the man and the man is really care. I don't think a lot of guys there's some guys that may not care it's like hey listen you pick whatever just tell me whatever the bill is and I'll take care of that but there are you know some out there that are truly involved and you know I petition any guy that is um that's engaged be involved in your process um because I mean it's it's it is both of your wedding um and I think that it's it's essential that the both of you do have inputs in your wedding because I mean it makes you it makes you appreciate it more. Uh, it, it seems like something that's so subtle, you know. Even like the picking picking of colors and you know the photographer, the caterer, things like that. There may be things that you you might not necessarily want to do or plan for, but those things that make you know that help to capture those timeless moments when you look back on those pictures, you know, they help to establish even that intimacy of hey, we this is our first thing that we did together in our the future of our lives not something that oh well this was a burden for me and then you just kind of showed up and then we got married you know so when you're looking back at the pictures i mean you're gonna see two different things anyways but you know your wife is looking back at the pictures and and awe and crying because of all the emotions and all the time that was captured into this lifelong investment and you're just kind of looking at like Okay, you know. Yeah, and you you used that time um, doing it together made a world of difference. I mean, I, I guess I can say that I don't really know anything different, but <laughs> <laughs> um, just from listening to other people, you know, people were very shocked. They was like, "Oh, Josh doing that? Oh, he he got something to say about that?" Like, um, a lot of people were like, "My husband never," or "He didn't care," you know, but those were intimate moments um and not only were they intimate moments but you guys were still we were still we were still growing like we were still learning each other 
So those moments were um, times where we were learning each other, like literally, okay, well, what's your take on this cake? Oh, you don't like that kind of cake? Okay. Well, so now we're learning things about each other because we only been dating since October and it is February and here we are planning a wedding. Um, so yes, you had, we had to maximize that time, um, with each other and, um, so, you know, there is a big emphasis on the fact that it's not just about the bride. Um, you know, it's definitely about the groom too. Um, but doing it together and, and women, you have to allow it, um, because not only does the man have to, you know, put forth the effort, um, you have to allow them to, and that's where a lot of women, you know, do not know how to allow that. Um, for one, because they're not used to that being the story. And so they think that that's not how it's supposed to go. Um, and then two, you just have the extreme bridezillas that just want to take control. Um, but think about the future more so than that, that moment of the wedding. Um, and think about the impact that you are having on each other's lives throughout that whole planning period um, because you're planning, but you're still dating. Mm -hmm. So you can't, you can't forget that. Yep. And I think, you know, we've talked about a lot of things about us and our, um, the startings of us, Josh and Sam, <laughs> Sam and Josh, <laughs> um, those Greers. <laughs> Um, I think important thing to take away from all this, if you missed everything else that we said, is, you know, you can't put, um, well, you can't put God in a box, period. And when it comes to, to trusting God and trusting his process, like everything that you think you know about anything, you know, these lists that we generate and, oh, well, this is, you know, the person to a, a T and I want somebody that's six foot tall and I, this, I think, some women talking, but, you know, six foot tall and dark and handsome and or I want a, a woman that's, oh, you feel me? Hey, now, hold on, wait a minute now, we still got to film. Um, <laughs> you know, or, or, or fellas, you know, either one really just being super um, either materialistic or super objective to the point where you miss what God has for you. And not saying you have to settle you know, sometimes people take settle, which means, oh, well, I didn't get everything to a specific T and, you know, he's missing a, a follicle on his side of his mustache or, you know. God will uh, give you the desires of your heart. According to his will. According to his will. And once those things line up and you're being obedient to God and you're being diligent and seeking him and asking and you're not, you know, kind of running and chasing behind something just because it looks appealing but the inside of it is rotten to the core. That's what's important. You know, ultimately trusting God. You know, if you don't trust God and you don't believe in God, then I mean, this conversation is kind of irrelevant, really. It's all based on your belief system. You know, but if you are someone who says, hey, listen, I believe God, I believe what he has to say, um, then trust him. Trust him with everything. You know, nothing is too big, nothing's too small. Um, you know, even in the dating phase, you know, if that's not the person that's for you and that's not what you're looking to do is just casually date someone then say, hey, God, if this is not 
someone who you would have me to marry, then let me know. And then when those red flags come, make sure you pay attention to those red flags. Because that that's what happens when we truly settle. Because this person has everything on my list, you know, from the grand scheme of the facade of things. But when it comes to their core, their heart, their spirit, they're way out of whack inside. But I'm willing to settle and basically wed myself into damnation because everything else on my list is there. Um, so, you know, definitely make sure um, that you're having those conversations early if you're just in um, the, the dating phase. You know, even if you're engaged and you haven't had those conversations, talk about kids, talk about your house, talk about where you want to live, talk about your religion, all of those things. And, um, you know, as these episodes, you know, go around about, we'll, we're starting to kind of build up from our journey. You know, this session, we talked about the beginnings. We talked about up to the engagement. Um, and the next one, we'll kind of build upon that. And, um, yeah, definitely, uh, we'll start up early. Any questions that um, you all want us to answer specifically about us and our journey, um, you can either, you can hit us up, uh, email us on Gmail. It's thosegreers at gmail.com. Try to make it simple for you. Once again, thosegreers, G-R-I-E-R-S. Um, I'll put it uh, below and should be in the description for the show and on this episode. Um, but submit your questions, things you want to know about us, um, about our life, our journey. Um, or even if you um, are at a point where you're kind of, stuck on the biblical aspect um or you're stuck on whether or not you believe what god says about marriage mm -hmm. um we we are definitely open to that um because that's what this is all about yep. um doing things and doing things the right way um you know later on throughout episodes we will hit a lot of different areas um but foundation is key mm -hmm. um and so if there is anyone that is struggling in those areas, um, definitely we are, you know, open to those comments, questions, concerns, what have you. And I mean, I'll open up even more than that, even if it's not about relationship, honestly, if you're dealing with anything, I mean, ultimate passion is to motivate and inspire and doing that, you know, with God as my headship. Um, so if you're struggling with something and you don't feel that you have anyone else to talk to, you know, definitely, um, you know, send those questions in there. If it's a prayer request, something you want us to pray for, for you, we're open and willing um, to pray for you. We're all here to be used by God and that's what we want to epitomize. So um, either way, send those emails, uh, questions that you have. We appreciate you all being a part, um, a part of this journey with us. And like, comment, share. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button. I know a lot of people don't like to log in but it means so much more. Subscribe, subscribe, so that we do not um, feel like we missed someone. Um, you know, we forgot to tell them that we were getting on or that we posted a new episode. So please, please, please um, like, comment, and share with everyone. Um, you know, share on your social media pages. Um, I think when we post, it definitely will be a lot so that you can share um, publicly and
All right, well, once again, family, thank you so much. And we look forward to seeing you next time. Peace out.